Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. our closest friends this fall there's only one guy who can bring you what you missed from inside the stadium on monday mornings and that's cling weekdays starting at six make sure to tune in to fesco in the morning for inside access to the chief sidelines like you've never heard before on the official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to a long-standing tradition. Always the nights after Chiefs game, uh, Chiefs game, we open the doors to the Chiefs kingdom. Now, in a normal year, we'd be rejoicing tonight at some hy Market grill in the Metro, and there'd be fans here, a couple hundred fans, rejoicing after an 11th straight victory over the Denver Broncos. It ties an all-time series record of dominance in the series going back to November of 1964 to November of 1969. That is the last time it happened in this series, and this started in November the 15th on 2015. Truthfully, if you go back to the game that's before that streak started, 11 straight Chiefs wins, it was the game where Jamal Charles fumbled with just nine seconds to go in regulation in the uh, early part of 2015, or otherwise, that game would have gone to overtime, and who knows. As it stands, 11 straight victories for the Kansas City Chiefs over the Broncos. That would be huge if we had our big crowd here tonight. But we want to keep the kingdom energy surge flowing with the 11-1 and Kansas City Chiefs trying to get some help tonight. As we speak, they are just underway in the third quarter, and the Washington uh, Football team is trying to hang with the Steelers, although they trail 14-3 to in that game. But we've got the energy going tonight and the spirit, and we want to announce not Lucy and Ethel tonight, but we have our winner of our Hy-Vee uh, Chiefs Kingdom Zoom private watch party, Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri. Yep, the Drexel Bobcats are winner tonight. Vicki Davey uh, is our winner of our special Chiefs Kingdom Zoom watch party private party. She has uh, a... Uh, Hy-Vee has catered a meal for her from Zarda Barbecue for her and nine of her socially distanced friends. Plus, Vicky will win an 8x10 
autographed photo of a Chiefs player. Now, you too could win and be our Chiefs Kingdom private Zoom party winner. Uh, you just have to go to your favorite Hy-Vee and ask for details and register or go to your local Hy-Vee Facebook page to register to be our next winner for our private Zoom parties uh, for our Chiefs Kingdom show. Also a reminder from Hy-Vee, always the day after a game, you can score big savings with Hy-Vee and the Kansas City Chiefs. Big points mean big savings. The Chiefs uh, scratched out 22 last night against a good Bronco defense, but it's easy. Just shop Hy-Vee the day, tonight, after a game and score fuel saver discounts equal to the number of the points the Chiefs scored and the amount that you spend. So cheer on the Chiefs and watch your fuel discount grow with every point that the Kansas City Chiefs score. So get out your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card and score the savings always the day and night after every Chiefs game only at Hy-Vee. And also, a lot of you are looking for holiday gift ideas for your Chiefs fan in your family or group of friends, and I've got the perfect gift available exclusive at Hy-Vee. It is the Patrick Mahomes Magic Crunch Commemorative Gift Set. Now, while supplies last, uh, not unlimited supplies here, but it's the Patrick Mahomes Collage uh, Magic, Crunch, uh, Magic Crunch Commemorative Gift Set. So check it out at your local Kansas City area Hy-Vee stores. A couple of things here as we look back at last night's victory over the Denver Broncos. And here in just a few minutes, I'm going to talk with head coach Andy Reid. And there's a lot to talk about in this game, including that crazy play, uh, the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown uh, to Tyreek Hill, maybe the greatest play of the season uh, in the uh, National Football League that wasn't allowed, and even Tyreek didn't think he caught the football. But we're going to talk with Coach about that and a whole lot more with the 11th straight victory over the Denver Broncos and trying to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Patrick Mahomes continues to smash record after record after record. Patrick Mahomes, with his performance last night, becomes the first player in NFL history. This is NFL research came up with this one. Three straight 3,500-yard pass seasons, at least 3,500 yards, at least 25 touchdowns, and at least a passer rating of 105. It has not happened before in the history of the National Football League. Travis Kelsey continues his amazing season. Uh, By the way, back with Patrick Mahomes, he had his 25th 300-yard passing game, That is the most in Kansas City Chiefs history. Kelsey, his 24th 100-receiving-yard game. Even more importantly, 19 wins and 5 losses in those 24 100-yard receiving games. And Kelsey, fifth consecutive year with at least 1,000 receiving yards. It has never been done by a tight end in National Football League history. So this team continues to win. The Chiefs continue to smash records. And now they try to continue to keep the quest on against uh, the Denver Bron- I'm sorry against the Pittsburgh Steelers who are playing as I speak they are leading 14 to 3 over the Washington football team. When we come back, we will hear from head coach Andy Reid on our Chiefs Kingdom show. We'll have that after these messages on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. At the Kansas City 34-yard line. No score just underway. 12.35 to go in the first quarter. Lock with time. Now it breaks down. Now he scrambles to his left, throws up the boundary, and the pass will be intercepted. Intercepted on inside leverage play. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, picks it off. His fourth of the year and the 12th pick thrown this season by Drew Locke of the Broncos. 
Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As the Chiefs, uh, victors yesterday, last night, over the Denver Broncos, 22-16. to Now with us, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Well, you laid this one out. I mean, Denver lived up to his reputation. They put up a curtain in that red zone and a tough win, a good win, a good division win. Yeah, no, it was. I'm, I'm proud of the guys just battling through. I mean, that you looked around the league and there were some, there were a couple upsets that took place or close, close games that, you know, that could have gone either way and uh, teams with kind of the same type of records going against each other. So uh, I was proud of our guys for just working through it. We can clean up some things, definitely offensively in the red zone. Uh, I, I can sure help that with uh, the calls that I give the guys. So we go back through and look at all that, Mitch, and just try to make sure that we're doing the best we can on both sides of the ball and special teams. And, and uh, that's what that's what today's for. So we're we're banging through it all. Yeah, to beat a division upon eleven straight times is is a is noteworthy. But I'm going to go. I like to go places with you on these Monday nights uh, that maybe people don't normally go. And I'm going to start with Butker. Um, the five field goals, but the tackle he made, when I reviewed the video, he might have saved a touchdown there. I don't know if he played DB at Atlanta Westminster Academy, but he kind of looked like it. The way Butker competed for you last night, what did that mean? Yeah, I thought, listen, I thought he did a nice job. Uh, you know, he made a, made a nice tackle there, true. And uh, um, I thought he, uh, you know, he, the five the five kicks that he made were, were tremendous. I, I, you know, he... He graded high. Let's put it that way. He did a nice job. And then the back-to-back, that, that you know, the last field goal there I thought was big. Well, I want to ask you because it's the second time this year he's done it. He's hit one, then they back him up, and he's got to do it again. What does that tell you about his focus and mental strength that he's able to make a shot and then back up? you got to shoot it deeper because that one didn't count. Yeah, well, listen, he's a, he's a tough-minded kid, so um, I thought that was great. Uh, it's great for his confidence too. I think that that surely can help him uh, as we work down the road here. So he's had a couple of really strong weeks and and uh, and done done a nice job. And I want to ask you about Travis Kelsey. I know we've talked about him a lot this fall, deservedly so, and he sets another NFL record last night. But when I saw his block in space on the end around by Tyreek, I thought, man, I mean, you ask him to do a lot, block in space, block in the box. His ability to do whatever you ask him to do and to do it well, what does that mean and how much has he grown in those areas that don't show up on the stat sheet? Yeah, no, listen, he's done a, he's done a nice job. Uh, he, his whole game has grown. So he could always run routes and do that, but his line of scrimmage blocking, whether it's downfield blocking, all those things that you have to do as a tight end. I think, uh, you know, he just does it so, uh, so well now. And, uh, and he's very solid at it. And Patrick, um, again, his ability for situational football, uh, again, people look at the stats and that's how he's graded, but how he handled situations last night throughout the game and, and stayed patient, even though the red zone was tough to bang in the door. Yeah, and that listen, that wasn't his his issue there. I, I've got to I've got to help him out there a little bit with with some different calls and uh, you know everybody has a piece of the pie. That's how that's how that thing goes when when you're not working in the red zone. Everything's a little faster down there, and you, we've just got to do a better job all the way around. So and that starts with uh, some of the plays that we're giving them. So I, I I can do better with that. 
Um, but yeah, no, Pasto, he, he had a nice game. I mean, you know, the offense ended up with quite a few yards and 470 something. So, I mean, that's, that's not a bad day at the office, you know, but we, we've got to, we got to take care of business and get, get, uh, get in the end zone. And as much as we like Bucker kicking field goals and doing well there, you want to score touchdowns. So we can do a better job with that. But especially against that defense, man, that Bronco defense is legit. I love talking situational football with you. And there's one big situation that we can kind of lose track of. Uh, that is at the end of the half. So McManus might be the AFC's best kicker. He's hit eight, 21 in a row, eight of those from 50-plus. He misses a 57. Instead of 13-6 down, you are able to get 10-9 and then get the ball to start the third quarter. That sequence of events and how much it meant. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't miss many. And uh, glad he missed that one. And, you know, to to be able to score there was big. And then again, getting the ball back uh, in the third quarter was big. We, we ended up winning the coin flip. To, we could defer there in the beginning and thus get the ball for the second half, the start of the second half. Second situation, easy to take for granted at the end of the game. You get the ball at the 15, you take all their timeouts and the two minute warning, but able to run the ball six times. Daryl Williams, uh, the what he gave to you and the offensive line. When I reviewed the video, man, they were giving you a push, uh, just that last drive offensively to go up six, burn their timeouts, uh, and what it meant. Yeah, well, listen, Daryl. Uh, Daryl did a nice job of just kind of putting the icing on the cake there. He uh, ran hard, aggressive. Uh, the offensive line was coming off the ball well. Um, whatever guys they didn't pick up, he he took on his shoulders and got his pad level down and, and moved him out of there. So he averaged six point three yards per carry. So he was doing he was doing pretty good there. Coach, what does Daryl Williams mean that we don't necessarily see, or it's not obvious to the naked eye? Yeah, well, listen, he he's a do all guy. He he's a good pass protector and. Very smart, very football smart, and and uh, you know he's not the fastest guy in the world or the strongest. You know all those things. He the shiftiest guy in the world, but he's just a good football player, and so he's done a heck of a job for us. You need those kind of guys on, on your team, and and uh, in particular in that position. And and every time he's called on, he's done a good job for us. How much is trust a factor with him? Because you use him a lot in the two minute or the four minute, and how much is trust big piece of that? Yeah, no, it's huge. Uh, you know, dependability and, re- and reliability end up being uh, big in this business. So, hmm. if you're if you're there to be able to do it physically, that's that's an important thing. And then if mentally you're there uh, to to handle the rest of it, uh, um, that's important. So he he has stayed healthy. He's had some injuries over his time, but he's he's stayed healthy here and done a real nice job for us. Another situation, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen was that throw to Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it 13 stories above the earth, right? And I'm, so I'm thinking it's incomplete. I'm watching the official. And, and Dana Hughes is grunting, coach, like a dog wanting fed. Like, rrr, rrr, rrr. he's seeing the replay. But how crazy was that play in just that sequence uh, that it, now we know it looks like a touchdown, but by maybe one thirty-second of an inch, that sequence and how strange it was. Yeah, well, I mean, just the way the feed came through, and our, our guys do a good job of getting the feed up on the board as fast as they can. Um, but I've got to make that decision 
And there just, by the time we're balls being snapped in that decision, there just wasn't quite enough time. And I had already talked to Tyreek about it. So uh, that combination, I, I came into it uh, thinking, well, he didn't catch the ball. You know, I mean, he, he, when a receiver, t- normally they come up uh, and tell you they got it, whether they got it or not, they're going to tell you they got it. And he was, <laughs> he was telling me that he, I jumped too soon. I, you know, I should have done this and I didn't catch it. I said, you sure not? And he goes, yeah. So all, all those things kind of went on there. And, uh, and so, you know, so it, it happened and I, I'll take responsibility for it. Heck it, it, um, you would have liked to have had another inch of time, but there, it just wasn't that, I mean, there just wasn't enough to, to do that and, and still get the ball off. And we kicked it, you know, we snapped it right about nine, nine seconds and nine, 10 seconds right there. Uh, for the punt, that's normal. You know, now if you if you knew that there was a chance that it, that the replay would show something, well, then you know you you let it run down a little bit further. But uh, that wasn't the case on this. So, but let's, I, I'll, if I could back up the pickup here, just about five feet. How many in that situation? So the fans know you got about fourteen people talking to you. You're trying to talk to people. They're talking to you. I mean. How how much of a fire drill is it in that? And you got a nanosecond to figure it out. Am I throwing the challenge or not? Well, you got to see it. So the, you know, our guys in the box are seeing it at the same time the fans are. So it's the same deal, you know. And uh, so just being able to do that, have a real look at it. I mean, timeouts are important, right? I mean, you don't want to lose a timeout. You don't want to lose a touchdown though either. So uh, you've got to see it, evaluate it, and then be able to throw the flag. Well, in that time that it took to see it. Um, you know, we were getting ready to punt it. And so that uh, there was a, uh, it just all kind of came together in a head right there at the same time. And uh, I just didn't, there wasn't enough time to see it. And, and, and then, uh, you know, and then get, get the, either the flag out or call a timeout, you know, so um, that's just how it worked. Coach Holmgren gave you a chance in the early nineties. You've been in this league now, uh, you know, well into three decades but that, for me, driving home, I've only been in the league 27 years, but, man, that was a first for me. I was just shaking my head. Yeah, no, was, that's an interesting situation. We've, we talked about it this morning, and um, everybody feels responsible for it, and I'm not sure, you, you know, that you can really uh, – uh, it just is one of those things, you know. You might never have it again, right? but you might, so you better make sure you yeah. cover it and try to f- figure out a way to get it right. But, uh, you know, I – uh, I would tell you I'm in the same boat with you. I, I've never been involved with one quite like that. Pretty crazy. Defensive questions here. Uh, you're able to clamp down on these guys. Uh, the last three possessions uh, against the Broncos, you force them into two punts and get the pick. Um, just how the defense reacted and made plays again when it had to. Yeah, that that's uh, a little bit of a trend right now. I mean, they're, they're, they really buckle down uh, when, when it needs to be done and, and – um, you know they they did a they did a nice job of uh, you know just closing it out um, and and putting stress on the quarterback and and uh, and and then shutting down whatever runs they they tried in those last three series. So uh, I was proud of the guys for that because very easily you go in the tank and uh, you see teams that'll do that. And these guys kept battling and uh, they're competitive guys and you know, they. They're champions, so they, you know, they. That's how they they, they react that way, and they they've got trust in each other, and um, it's important that uh, we keep growing uh, as a team, 
right, continue to get better, and they're willing to do that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep working on it. Coaches and players. I mean, that's how this works, right, Mitch? So you got to – everybody's got to try to work to get better, and we've got a few games to do that with. But how encouraging it was for your defense. So Frank gets a pass deflected. Um, Chris Jones gets a pass deflected at the line of scrimmage. And just how devastating those plays can be when you look at the video thinking, well, that could have been a 25-yard pass. Instead, it was changed or deflected at the line of scrimmage. You got two of those last night. How big was that? Yeah, that's well, that's huge. I mean, that's a, that's a big, big thing there. So you, you, uh, that means that you're relatively close uh, normally to the quarterback. And uh, you're getting hands up and in his face, which uh, ends up being important. I mean, that's a distractor for the quarterback. Even if they get the ball off, it's still a distractor for the quarterback. And Shelby Harris did it to us last night. Actually, they had three of them at the defensive line. So we know what it feels like. All right, going in now to uh, a place that will be near and dear to all of our hearts for the rest of our lives, Miami, Florida, to take on the Dolphins. But, man, Coach Flores has done a great job. These guys are right in the hunt. After they were 0-7 last year, I think they're 13-8 and since then, going into this Miami game and prepping for the Dolphins. What do you see? Yeah, well, they're sitting here 8-4, and, and they got a good football team. They're making a lot of plays defensively and on special teams, and, and their offense is kind of coming together. they got some young guys working in, in, on the offense, and – uh, and so, you know, you got to prepare yourself and uh, to play against a good football team. And um, I don't think you have too much in your mind about uh, the Miami that we knew last uh, February, <laughs> whenever that was. Uh, uh, but we will um, know the Miami now. So, I mean, we, we've got to keep our focus on that and, uh, and specifically on that as we go forward. And, and uh, that's most important right now. And one final question. Um, Clyde didn't play because he was sick last night, but you came into that game relatively clean. I know Dorian's out as well, but the fact that you played a December game against a tough opponent and you're going to go into this Miami game with a pretty good uh, arsenal, how, what, what does that do to help you, or particularly this time of year? Yeah, well, it looks like that. I mean, every day is a new adventure uh, <laughs> with, with the COVID process, but it, um, right now we're, we're looking pretty good that way. Uh, health-wise, we didn't come out with any – uh, major injuries, and so uh, that's a that sure is a plus, and uh, we just gotta keep stay disciplined the best we can with uh, uh, with the process for the COVID part of it, and then keep working hard, and uh, we should be okay. Yeah. Well, coach, thanks for joining us. It's not easy. You keep throwing curveballs about how we have to pull stuff off every day, but you're fouling them off or hitting them to the gap for doubles or over the wall. We appreciate you being with us tonight. All right, Mitch. Hi to those redheads, too, but They're out there, too, somewhere in the basement. Head coach Andy Reid with us tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Stay tuned. We'll have more, including Ricky Sigler, our guest tonight. We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 16-12 Broncos, 73 seconds left, third quarter. Second and 10 Chiefs at the Bronco 20 on the right hash. Pressure, there is a flag thrown on the play. Late throw comes near side. Kelsey at the five, angling left. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey on the reception from Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs get that touchdown, the only touchdown they got in the game to go with the five field goals from Harrison Butker. And again, the Denver Bronco defense on in the red zone and on third down was spectacular last night. The Chiefs just three of 10 on third down. 
0 for 8 in the game in October, 3 for 18 in the season against the Denver defense on third down, and then officially 0 for 3 in the red zone. That game, that play uh, was right at the 20-yard line, so that was not counted as a red zone touchdown. Again, our Chiefs Kingdom show brought to you by Hy-Vee, and a special shout-out to Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri, tonight's uh, lucky winner of the Chiefs Kingdom private Zoom party. She's won Zarda Barbecue, catered to her home from high, by Hy-Vee, and also an 8 by 10 Chiefs autograph photo. You could be our next winner. Just sign up at your local Hy-Vee or check out the local Hy-Vee Facebook page, uh, your favorite Facebook page. Uh, also, a special holiday gift idea, the Patrick Mahomes Magic Crunch commemorative gift set. While supplies last, you're going to want one of these, and if uh, you've got somebody in your loved one that's a Chiefs fan, they're going to want this Patrick Mahomes Magic Crunch commemorative gift set. Check it out at High V. Well, it's time now for our special player guest tonight, featuring another one of our ambassadors in our uh, guest appearances by the players and ambassadors all season long. It's brought to you by Hellsburg Diamonds, serving the Chiefs Kingdom with over 100 uh, for over 100 years, with 200 locations nationwide. That's Hellsburg Diamonds, and with us. A man that uh, was with five years with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in two different stints. He also played for the 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Carolina Panthers with the Chiefs. 66 games, 50 starts, including 14 starts in the 1993 season, a year when the Chiefs went all the way to the AFC Championship game before losing to the Buffalo Bills. And he came back to start 12 times in 95 and then every game of the 1996 season. War number 66 is a Chief. He's with us tonight. And by the way, uh, the uh, Washington football team and Alex Smith are challenging the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They just picked up a touchdown not long ago. And of that little over four minutes to go in the third quarter, the Steelers lead the Washington football team 14-10. to 10. Well, with us now is uh, the former offensive lineman, former guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, Ricky Sigler. And, Ricky, thanks for joining us tonight, my friend. Well, thank you for having me, Mitch. And I was tackled. <laughs> well, guard. Sorry, man. Uh, off <laughs> on okay. uh, the, my stats there, but you had some 50 starts at tackle uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you play on some really good football teams. That 93 and 95 team, those were two teams I thought could do it, especially that 95 team. We had the disappointing loss to the Colts, but uh, yeah. that team might have made might have done some damage. Well, sir. Well. We we thought that was a year for us, and uh, unfortunately, we came up uh, a little short. Well, let's talk about this 2020 team. I know as an interested, you've been involved with this organization even after you stopped playing and involved with the league, which has been great to see. But overall, when you watch this 2020 Chiefs team every week, what do you, what do you see as a guy that played this game? Well, you know, Mitch, it, it's exciting. I think just like uh, all the other fans and being a former you know, player and, and for the Chiefs organization, it's exciting to see the, the weapons they have. You know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's just kind of a, a phenom at the, that position. And I've played with some of the greatest quarterbacks, uh, Hall of Famers, played against Hall of Famers, and his arm talent is just uh, off the charts. And so, you know, you don't ever know what you're going to get out there. This guy's making throws that are just, uh, you know, uncharted. Crosses his body, you know, flinging his sidearm, doing all kinds of stuff, jump passes, no-look passes, like the Magic Johnson on, out there on the football field. And so, you know, that that in of itself, and, and exciting as a Chiefs fan to, to have a, a quarterback that is a franchise quarterback that we have, um, you know, that we can 
look down the road and hopefully, you know, the, the, the now and the future as being the guy that can lead us to many championships. And then they've done an excellent job, Andy Reid and his staff and the GMs and uh, surrounding him with, with, you know, some good, good viable talent at, at receivers. And of course we have the best tight end in the game uh, on pace to just shatter records and, and uh, you know, establish himself uh, outside of number 88's uh, uh, footsteps, you know, or his <laughs> shoes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great. So I'm, I'm excited as, as, a, as a former chief, as a fan, as an ambassador to, to, you know, each week watch this team play. It's just, it's just beyond exciting. Again, Ricky Sigler's our guest tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom show and a special shout out to our winner, Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri, who is our Chiefs Kingdom Zoom watch party winner tonight. I want to hey, ask you, you, you got perspective, my friend. Uh, because you've worked for the league, you've worked, uh, been in the league, you were three different teams. But the next level stuff, how much are we seeing two guys kind of redefine the position in a way with what Mahomes is doing at quarterback and what Travis Kelsey's doing at tight end? He's putting up receiver numbers, running receiver routes. I mean, he's leading the league almost in receiving uh, as a tight end. He's way ahead of anybody else, even though Waller had a 200-yard day yesterday. Just the next level recreating the position that we're seeing, especially from Mahomes and Kelsey. Well, you know, Mitch, uh, that that position of tight end is is evolved from you know time I I played tight end in high school, and uh, you know tight end is was a guy that used to be like the extra lineman. He was a blocker. Sometimes he'd leak out on little short routes and stuff, and you know catch passes. He was kind of that that safety net for the quarterback and it's evolved into like a hybrid guy. It's a, 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 a almost a lineman that has receiver type skill, speed. And with Travis, you know, he, he's a matchup nightmare. You, you can't put a linebacker on him. You put a safety on him. He's beating those guys and he's just a very rare talent. And, you know, so that position, I think across the board, if you look at other teams, you know, you look at your Wallers and other guys out there and it's kind of similar. It's hard to, to defend those guys. And then you throw in the mix, you have, you know, your Tyree Kills and your Sammy Watkins and the other guys, and it, it just makes a matchup nightmare for the defense. And so that's that's kind of where tight end is. It's, it's a it's a it's a receiving position now. Rick, it's great to have you on, especially tonight, because it gives us a chance to talk about this Chiefs offensive line. You play yes, tackle sir. in this game. All right, this line. Let's just. I think again, we can lose perspective because you get in the grind week by week. You're trying to win every week. But the Chiefs lose Mitchell Schwartz now a significant time with the back injury. They lose Coleccio Semele for the season. That was in week five, the loss to the Raiders. Leray Duvernay-Tardif opts out of the season. Lucas Niang opts out of the season. What you're seeing with guys like Nick Allegretti filling in at left guard or Mike Remmers playing your old spot at tackle after he's played three different positions this year. What about the offensive line and what you've seen over the last several weeks of guys having to kind of fill in the cracks? Well, you know, um, that's a tough deal. And I had this discussion just the other day with uh, some, some colleagues. And, you know, the, the, the position on a football team that's the most paramount key is the offensive line. Because you have five guys that have to play together, have the chemistry and be on the same page. Because as you know, if there's one breakdown, it can mess up the whole play and the whole game essentially. And so when you take your core guys that, that are hurt or opted out of this case in this particular season, uh, and you're kind of patching guys in and they've got to step up 
especially with this team, this offense, and what they've accomplished, that's a daunting task in and of itself. And so I think these guys have done a great job of, of coming in, you know, amidst injury, amidst other guys who have, um, you know, opted out or they're not there, the, the regular guys, if you will, uh, and, and, and playing relatively well. Uh, you know, I know they like to play better, and we as fans like to see a little bit better play, but uh, I, I think they're doing a, a pretty good job uh, considering what they're facing each week and how teams are approaching, trying to, you know, stop Mahomes, stop our offense. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's tougher than it looks. You know, the armchair quarterback might sit back and say, oh, these guys are they're terrible and not protecting Mahomes. But until you've been out there on that gridiron, you don't understand how tough it is. And, and seasoned vet, all pro, whatever you might have been, it's not an easy deal. And when you had to sub in, even during a game or play different positions or having to scramble to fill in, how difficult is that for these guys? You either have to play multiple positions or to get thrown in the middle of the fire. We saw your Sear Durant uh, get in there for an outstanding drive against the rookie from Missouri against Carolina. He had to block that Burns guy. He's really good. How yeah. tough is that right. to go, hey, go in there and protect Joe Montana and don't screw it up? Oh, geez, Mitch. Well, you just gave me a flashback. Uh, my second year in the league, and I was uh, my natural position was, was offensive tackle. When I went to the 49ers, they had me playing guard, tackle, but – primarily as a backfield guard. And, and so our starting guard went down in the game. I believe it was against the Redskins. So I had to go in. And it's tough, you know. It's kind of like that backfield quarterback. You know, all of a sudden you're thrust in action. You got to be ready to go out there and, run and, and, you know, play, make the passes. Well, as a lineman, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines if you're a backup guy. And now you're thrust in the game. And, you know, you have to step up. And it's even more difficult if you're playing out of position. So if you're a guard and they move you to tackle, and I've seen a lot of that across the board in the league this season because of so many injuries and things, guys not playing in natural positions, it's not easy. It really isn't because it's different techniques for the different positions. And, uh, you know, to go in and face a guy or play against a guy you haven't been playing against all game, and then you've got to get on the same page with the other guys and, you know, backup guys don't get a lot of reps, just like, you know, backup quarterbacks in, during, the, during the preparation of the week. You might get some reps on the scout team, but that doesn't look good, <laughs> you know, with your own system. So it's really not an easy task. And I know people say, well, they're professionals and they get paid all this money. That's their job. And that's true. That doesn't make it any easier to go in or be thrust in a game. You know, different in the week if a guy's hurt and you've had some time to practice and prepare, but you're you know, you're sitting on the sidelines and you're watching the game and boom, your guy goes down. You've got to go in, or several guys go down and coach like now you're playing such and such position that you normally don't play. It's tough. But with that being said, they're approaching it differently now. Guys, unlike when I played and I was a tackle. Okay, maybe I had to know both sides. I was a right tackle, I played left, but I was a right tackle. And so now they're preparing guys to play multiple positions so that when these emergencies arise, they're they're not caught off guard. So yeah, it's it's a tough deal. I tell you what, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to face it very much myself personally. Again, Ricky Sigler's our guest tonight. We come back, we're gonna talk about how it's difficult for offensive linemen to play in these current days, but also Vicki Davy, our winner tonight of our private Zoom party uh, from Hy-Vee, has got her own question. So we'll be back with more from Ricky after this on the Chiefs Kingdom Show on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Winchester will snap at Townsend will hold it. Trying to get a six-point lead. Butker hits this one and hits it better than the last one. 
No delay of game. Three points and good at 104 to go in the game. And the Chiefs lead 22 to 16. Excellent job there by the Chiefs. I talked with Coach Reed about it earlier in the show. The Chiefs took over that possession at their own 15-yard line, and they able to get Broncos to use all three of their timeouts and burn up the two-minute warning and still add three points. They didn't get the touchdown, but they essentially put the Broncos in a, a very tough position. And then for the second time this year, Harrison Bucker nails a field goal late. Whoops, a penalty. Back him up. He's got to do it again from five yards deeper, and he does exactly that. Harrison Bucker, five field goals and save maybe a kickoff return for a touchdown with a real tackle. Yes, a real tackle by a kicker. Special uh, shout-out tonight to our Hy-Vee Chiefs Kingdom Zoom Watch Party winner. It is uh, from Drexel, Missouri, home of the Bobcats, Vicki Davey. And our guest tonight from our uh, Chiefs alumni group and are the ambassadors, Ricky Sigler who played for the Chiefs in two different stints, five total years with Kansas City and 50 starts as an offensive tackle. Uh, Ricky, got some questions here tonight from Vicky. Uh, let me ask you these. The first one is uh, just some of the special moments that you remember, your biggest moments, let's just say as a Chief. Um, well, first of all, before I get into that, Super Bowl 54 is a little crazy for you because the 49ers brought you into the league after your time at Arizona right. Western Community College and for the Spartans of San Jose State, but then the team you played with the most was playing the team that brought you in the league, so you had a foot in both buckets of Super Bowl 54. Well, you know, that's true, Mitch, and a lot of people were asking me, which team am I rooting for? <laughs> and, you know, it, it was kind of tough, but honestly, my allegiance was, was with the Chiefs, and I was fortunate enough to my rookie year with San Francisco to, to go and win a Super Bowl against the Broncos. Uh, you know, beating 55 10 at the Superdome. So I was in, kind of indebted to them for that. But, uh, you know, I really wanted the Chiefs to win. The, the 49ers had made some great runs and won, you know, five or whatever championships. And Chiefs hadn't been 50 years. So I was like, you know, my, my Chiefs got to win. So I'll just confess, <laughs> it, it was in my heart to Chiefs. <laughs> well, Vicki Davey from Drexel, Missouri, our winner tonight from High V, asks your favorite moment in your NFL career. Wow. You know, uh, gosh, it, it, I can't really pinpoint to just one, but I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that, that I've told a lot of stories about. And is I was playing against the, the Minister of Defense, and, and if you guys don't know who that is, that's the late, great Reggie White. And we were playing him here in Kansas City when he was with uh, the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Steve Bono was our quarterback. So we're, we're on the line, and, and the, you know, Steve's going through his, his, his through the whole uh, the cadence. And you know, Reggie had this very distinguished, distinguished voice. It was, it was kind of a rough voice. And I hear this voice as the quarterbacks going through the cadence and number. I hear this, hey, Sigler. It's Reggie White. So I said, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ignore him. I didn't say what he was. I was like, sir? I might even said, yes, sir. You know, I didn't want to make Reggie mad. He's already a beast as it is. And he said, you know, Jesus. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I going to meet? Well, I get ready to meet him, Reggie. I didn't say that. I'm thinking, what am I going to you gonna take me out here? <laughs> I said yes, and then the, the ball snapped, and, and we're engaged. And uh, you know that was that was kind of one of those moments amongst many moments. But that's when it always stands out. I don't think I'll ever forget that one. That's a good one. And the Chiefs won that day, as I recall, over a Packer team that went on to win the Super Bowl, who had an assistant right. coach yeah. over there by the name of Andy Reid on that Packer side. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was on well, that stand. That's right. Well, Vicky, again, uh, another question here. Vicky Davey from Drexel, Missouri, wants to know how many times in the next five years you think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl? 
Oh, Vicky, don't try to don't try to use me for one. I don't have shawarma <laughs> skills. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a sage. I'm not a soothsayer. Uh, you know, I would like to um, I would like to think the next two or three times. Uh, you know, being optimistic, uh, it gets harder and harder every time. You know, and uh, as you see this year, we they're playing okay. I'm not. I'm going to be a little critical. They've got some things I'd like to see them straighten out uh, to make it to the big dance. But uh, potential-wise, you know, the next few years, they can make a run at it. And I'd like to see that, you know, barring injury, major injury. Uh, you know, we, we keep guys and, and, and get some free agents in, make some good drafts. Uh, I don't see why they the next uh, out of the next five years they don't go three times. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see five, but, you know, let's be realistic. And, Ricky, before we go to our final break, just the difficulty of playing offensive line now in an RPO system, I don't know if it's a run or pass. I can't get downfield. I don't want to be a legal receiver downfield. Yet I got to get in front of Reggie to whom the Reggie Whites of this day and age, uh, and I can't get blown up with on a scrimmage. And then two, how much you want to see? You know, sometimes in short yardage, the Chiefs just kind of push guys away and pick up a first down or shove it into the end zone, as it were last night. Well, you know, I think, and I'm no critic of of, of play calling and schemes, but. Uh, you know, coming kind of from that old school and blocking for a guy like Marcus Allen, who was just a phenom uh, uh, down the goal line, just had a knack to, to get in the end zone. We as linemen, we want to really punch it in. You know, we don't want to fancy and cute. We just want to line up, smash mouth football, get down in a four-point stance and just submarine come off and try to <laughs> blow those guys back a few yards and, you know, either guy go over top or find a little crease and, you know, all the misdirection things and, you know, all that. Eh, I'm not a big fan of it. And, um, that's just me kind of being old school. Uh, but I guess you have to evolve and, and whatever works, works. And last night was a little frustrating, you know, after four attempts. But uh, that's, I would like to see him just line up and put Sherman, Sherman, Sherman in there in the tank and, and let him lead block and, and punch it in. Maybe they'll do that this week against the Miami Dolphins. We come back. We're going to close things out with Ricky Sigler. Again, the uh, Chiefs get ready to play Miami. One interesting note, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls in their 61 years. The next two locations for games are Miami and New Orleans, the two places the Chiefs won Super Bowls. Back to close out things on the Chiefs' kingdom after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Lock, feet staggered, left hash, takes the snap at his left knee. She's trying to get pressure. Pass is going to be intercepted this time. And the Honey Badger gets his second of the game. Tyron Matthew, his second pick in the game and his fifth of the season. You can't trick the Honey Badger late in the game. And the Kansas City Chiefs get the huge Big turnover to close the game again. Five interceptions this year for Tyron Matthew, and the Chiefs continue to take the ball away. One of the NFL's best this season. A couple minutes left to go on the show. Ricky Sigler, our guest tonight, Chiefs ambassador, former Chiefs player, five years with Kansas City, also played with the 49ers, New Orleans, and Carolina. Reminder, the Chiefs Kingdom show also brought to you by BodaBox. A lot of you are having these uh, home tailgates now. BodaBox, perfect for the holidays. Check out BodaBox. And a special shout-out again tonight to our winner, Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri, our Chiefs Kingdom private Zoom watch party winner. All right, Ricky, just a few minutes left to go on the show, but your involvement with the community and the involvement with the ambassadors, it's pretty awesome to see what's going on, what's uh, the latest and greatest in that area. 
Well, you know, uh, Mitch, uh, being a part of the Chief Ambassador Program, and for those who don't know about the Chief Ambassadors, it's a, a program that our, uh, the late great founder of the Kansas City Chiefs organization, Lamar Hunt, uh, established, uh, gosh, over 30 years ago, made up of former Chiefs players. You've got Hall of Fame guys like Bobby Bell. You have uh, older guys, younger guys. And what we do is we raise money for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, another great organization called Camp Quality, uh, which services kids that have terminal illnesses and things of that nature. And we just, and we do a lot of active things in the community. We go to schools, we go to hospitals, uh, we do a lot of appearances, read the kids, you name it, we do it, uh, all types of things. And, and it's just, uh, we're kind of liaisons and extensions of the Chiefs organization. And so uh, a great group of guys involved in that, and I'm actively involved with the ambassadors. Uh, great run program, and the beautiful thing about the program is it's the only program out of the 32 teams, the only team that has an ambassador program, and so uh, it's it's quite the the it's a unique situation. Uh, also, I work for a not for profit organization called Foundation 99. If you guys want to check it out, uh, just check out foundation99.org. It'll tell you more information about that. Involved in the community, Mitch. Uh, it, Enjoying my, my gig with the uh, National Football League as a uniform inspector, so that keeps me around the game and down there on the field. And, uh, just love it, Kansas City. What a great place. <laughs> AKA the uniform police. We've only got a minute left, but um, the uniform <laughs> checker guy. Uh, that's a whole nother show, man. We could do a whole show on that because you've probably had a few interesting experiences being the uniform police. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got plenty of stories on that. <laughs> Quickly, what's your biggest one? What's the what's the one of like what? What are we doing here? Oh no, I, I mean I've I've had some guys get pretty hostile with yeah. me, uh, you know, because I, I just hey, I'm, I feel like a police officer. You know, you, you're speeding yeah. and you get pulled over and get mad at the, the police officer, but you're the one breaking the law. And I just say, hey guys, I'm just enforcing the the league rules. That's all I'm doing. You know, as what do they say? I don't hate the player, I hate the game, or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I, I enjoy it, I, and no, the money doesn't go to me. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Rick, I can't wait to see you again when we can uh, do in-person stuff. But uh, thanks for being with us tonight, and appreciate your uh, interest in the community and staying involved with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, thank you, Mitch. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. All right, Ricky Sigler. Uh, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, offensive tackle for the Chiefs on some of the best teams in the 90s and also still involved with our Ambassadors program. This week, and by the way, the the uh, Washington football team is giving it a shot here. Alex Smith is trying to give his old team a lift. At 17-10, the Steelers are leading that game. It's still early in the fourth quarter. This week, the Chiefs head to Miami to take on the Dolphins, a team that will be interesting to talk about this week and study. Uh, Brian Flores has done a great job with that team. He might be the NFL coach of the year, a team that started 0-7 last year and is 13-8 and since that point and headed for the playoffs. So that's this week's game as the Chiefs go on the road to take on the Miami Dolphins. They do so with an 11-win and one-loss record. If the Chiefs beat Miami on Sunday, it'll be the first time in Chiefs history that one of their teams has had 12 wins and one loss, 13 games into the season. Thanks for joining us tonight, and also congratulations again to our winner tonight, Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri. Thanks for joining us on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. This is 
the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, it's Carrington Harrison from The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Every Monday at 2.15, we sit down for an exclusive interview with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. It's the only place in Kansas City, it's the only place in the country where you're going to hear a weekly conversation with the Chiefs franchise quarterback. Make sure to set a reminder, but if you missed the interview at 2.15, you can catch the replay at 5.15 on your drive home. Number 15 at 2.15 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.